0: Is the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott? Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97 5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Yeah.
1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. Let's jump out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lee any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum on The Big Show. Hi,
2: Tanner. How's it going? Good to be here on a uh, Taylor Swift day.
1: Yeah, how about that? Gordon's selection too, might I add.
2: I'm, I'm surprised, but I, you know, I think with the AMAs, winning artist of the decade last night, it's only fitting.
1: Yeah, uh, Tanner. So can I uh, start out with a complaint, real quick, not to get the interview started on uh, on a, uh, a down note or anything, but why the heck wasn't that game on BYU TV? What
2: a joke! No, uh, hey, you're telling me. I, I mean, last week we talked about it and. It was ridiculous, but they, it was flow sports. They owned the rights to it, and they didn't want to give it up. They, just, they were selfish and held on to it, so I, I don't think too many Cougar fans got to watch it. But at the same time, they didn't miss out on much.
0: So it was 49-zip at, at halftime. What was going right for the Cougars other than the fact that they were playing a totally outmatched opponent?
2: Yeah, well, 42 points in the second quarter, which is a program record. The previous record for most points in a quarter was in 1990 uh, against Washington State. So kind of cool, cool fact there. But other than the fact that they're playing against UMass, a, this far outmatched opponent, uh, BYU was executing in both sides of, of, of the, the passing game and the run game. Especially the second quarter, it it didn't matter what they were doing, it, everything was working. Um, you know, the the line was just driving guys off the ball. Uh, you know, so running backs weren't even getting touched on a lot of runs. And then in the passing game, guys are wide open. Um, you know, just the receivers are just, you know, just just more talented. Just you know, outmatch the uh the the, the minute secondary, which is what you expect. Like in, in a game like this, you know you're going to win but how clean can you be, right? That's, that's kind of the goal is we should, on every single play, every single drive, be successful. And other than the first drive of the game, that whole first half, they, they got points. Um, except, except for the last drive as well, they missed, they missed that field goal going into half. But overall, I thought it was a clean performance. Zach Wilson looked comfortable out there, looked confident, kind of getting back into a rhythm. You know, taking six weeks off is tough. But uh, you know, having Idaho State now and UMass under his belt, he's he's feeling good now. They're kind of getting their rhythm, and, and uh, but and then and you have to give respect to to the defense as well. The BYU defense looked really solid. Uh, just didn't let UMass do anything.
1: Tanner Mangum with us on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. So with the way that the offense played, and specifically uh, as you mentioned that second quarter in the first half, uh, they're going up against San Diego State, who has struggled a little bit recently, but still has a really, really good rocky long defense. Where's your your confidence in the offense going into this game?
2: Yeah, it's a great challenge. You know, Coach Mateos, the uh, the offensive line coach, in the media, uh, they asked him, you know, how how, how you feeling? going up against, you know, a much tougher San Diego State defense. And he, he responded, we've, we've been waiting for a challenge. <laughs> Which I thought was, you know, they, they had lots of challenges earlier. But these last couple weeks has been significantly lesser. And now, you know, they've got the work cut out for them. a uh, the top ten defense in San Diego State, uh, you know, giving up, 13 points a game and 70 rushing yards a game. Granted, their strength of schedule isn't that great. You now they haven't played that type of, of opponents, but the ones they have, they've played well. Um, but I think the big thing is, is that despite San Diego State's defense being very elite, uh, very, you know, statistically speaking, one of the best, their offense is one of the worst. And, 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 and it shows because you look at the teams they've lost to and they they've, they've just 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 recently in recent weeks, you know, lost to Hawaii and then lost to Nevada a couple weeks back, and so I, th- that's where, where that's kind of where I, I think, despite going up against a good defense, I, I still think BYU is in good shape. Um, you know, I, I think if, if San Diego State can lose to teams like like Hawaii and Nevada, you know, I, I think BYU should, should have a good shot. But again, it's going to come down to execution. And, and can they do their job? Can they get off to a fast start? And uh, and because, of the, because San Diego State's offense is, is poor, I think it gives BYU's defense a lot of opportunities to create turnovers, uh, get stops, and give BYU's offense favorable field position and really set them up to be successful for the game.
0: Tanner, what do you make of uh, these young running backs that have had to step up and play?
2: Well, I, I think it's amazing that we witnessed on, on Saturday uh, one of the statistically highest rushing games in BYU history, Jackson McChesney, uh, with a with top 10 rushing performance in BYU history. And, and, and before the season, I think he was sixth string. Uh, no one even knows really what string he was, but let's just say he wasn't even going to be uh, expected to touch the rock this year. But you know, I think it's a testament to the depth at that position. Uh, you know, because I, I played last year with Sione Now He was, you know, it was his freshman year. He was red-shirting, and he was, you know, really small, still had a lot of kind of room to grow, room to develop. And then, you know, looks like a different guy this year. And, and it's, it's super unfortunate to see him go down with an injury, but really impressive to see the others step in and step up. Uh, Tyler Algier, bouncing back and forth between running back and linebacker. But, you know, he just does what the coaches ask of him and then goes in and, and does his job. And I think a lot of it goes to Coach Stewart. A lot of the credit goes to Coach A.J. Stewart, who is really tough on his running backs. He holds them to a very high standard. He expects them to be getting lots of extra time in the film room, really understanding the game plan, understanding what the defenses are doing, and expects them to stay after practice as well. And, and so I think that, you know, you're seeing that, that no matter what string these guys are, they're coached by someone who holds them to a high standard, and it's allowed them to come in and and uh, kind of you know keep keep the, uh, the the momentum going regardless of who's in there.
1: I know this season has been kind of uh, funky for BYU a little bit with some of the losses. I mean, South Florida, Toledo. I, I wouldn't have predicted that uh, those as losses for BYU, but if they can beat San Diego State, Tanner, and get to eight wins. Gordon, I remember when we were talking to PK before the season started, and I, PK was bringing up eight wins is what he expected from BYU, and I thought, oh man, that that's steep expectation, but it's it's right there. So what what do you think if they can pull this out and get an eight win season? Would you have taken that before the year? Well, I, I think
2: so. I think I think a lot of Cougar fans would have, and I think those eight wins came just in a different way than most BYU fans expected. Right? I, I think the the wins came uh, against. Uh, Different opponents, and the losses came against different opponents than than Cougar fans expected, and it it begs the question. It makes you think, you know, what if, you know, what if BYU didn't lay those eggs against Toledo and USF? You know, they could be uh, going for 10 wins potentially. But but at the same time, I think those losses against Toledo and USF served as a very big wake up call to the whole team, to the whole program, to the coaching staff. And that's what really triggered the adjustments and the changes that Kalani made, both on offense and defense. And then, so I think as bad as those losses look, it helped them get uh, kind of right the ship and gave them the changes they needed to then finish the season strong. And I think it's great, you know, they they have a chance to get to eight wins, first time doing that since 2016, and the and the ability to continue their win streak and get up get up to a to a win streak of six which would be huge for the BYU program. It gives them momentum going into the bowl game. And then more importantly, I think, going into next season. You got Kalani extended. And with the extension and the win streak, I think it builds a lot of confidence and builds a lot of momentum that the Cougar program desperately needs going into these tough upcoming schedules.
0: Speaking of the bowl Tanner, how how do the players feel about a bowl game like that? I mean, yeah, they get to go to Hawaii, and a bowl game, I guess, is fun in some respects, extra practices for the coaches and for the players. Are the guys stoked about it, or is it just, oh, well, another sort of mediocre bowl? I, I call it that. I don't know. It's just, it's a bowl game, but it's not like it's a big, big time deal.
2: Mm hmm. Well, when I was a part of the 2017 program, we had one of the worst years in, in recent history. Finished four and nine, and and let me tell you, it it sucked. Being in that bowl season, watching all the bowl games, um, and you're home. You know, you, you're not staying at practice because you know there's you basically, in essence, are, are are done with your season uh, by the end of November, and it's not fun. And it's 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 you kind of feel embarrassed. You feel a little bit. Uh, disappointed in yourself and in, in your in, in the team, and um, and so I think no matter what bowl it is, it just feels good to be playing in the postseason, to know that you got that you hit that benchmark. And sure, maybe the Hawaii Bowl is in the most prestigious of bowls, but it's better than no bowl. And uh, and 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 you know, even last year we're in Boise, Idaho. Which hey, for me, I love that. I'm proud, proud Idahoan, proud uh, Boisean. But you know, a lot of people might complain about oh, great, the famous Idaho potato bowl. But we still had a blast because we're, we're playing football. And, and I think that's what the, the, the program's goal is, is one of the goals is to be bowl eligible. And, and so to now to be there, to have that locked down, to have a, a bowl invitation to Hawaii, I, mean, I think the team is excited about it because, you know, while it's maybe not the best, hey, at least they're bowling, right? Could be a lot worse.
1: All right, Tanner, real quick before we let you go. Uh, we're doing this cool promotion with, with Mr. Mac where a, a listener will get selected and uh, Alema Harrington... Will st- uh, they'll they'll go to uh, a remote on December 11th and Alema Harrington will style them out right, pick the the suit cool. and and get them all decked out right. So Gordon says that he feels like he would be really good at this, uh, is styling folks and and picking out their suits. Now now you know Gordon very well and you're doing some TV work now, which means you got to be looking sharp. You know when that uh, red light goes on, would you allow Gordon to style you? <laughs>
2: I'm. I'm going to be uh, very bluntly honest. I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> and And, and then, you know, I, I, as, as an analyst, you know, I got to call it like I see it. And uh, you know, if you look at Lenny Harrington on you know, those Jazz pre and post games, and he's looking sharp. And, and I, uh, Gordon, you know, he, he doesn't. He has a different style, different taste. So you know what? I all pass. <laughs> But hey, no disrespect. That's just my my honest analysis right there. I,
0: I'm right there with you. I'd pass now, too. On. You better now, believe on. it. The mistake you all are making here is you're judging it on the way I look. But I, I, that's I look the way I look because I don't need to do that stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I, but I can I can dress you up pretty pretty sharp, man. Okay. I, I mean, just don't judge. My the capacity that I have for fashion on what I wear personally. <laughs> okay, all right. All right.
2: Hey, I know the, I know the potential's there. If you if you've ever seen that picture of Gordon, a young Gordon in his twenties, looks like a young uh, Robert Redford, and so there's, there's potential there. But it's just, it's been a long time. Since, it's been a while. It's been <laughs> on, potential
1: on that has long ago <laughs> past. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, Tanner, thank you. We we always look forward to talking to you on Mondays. We really appreciate it.
2: Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take
1: care. Tanner Mangum. What? You had to ask. That. What? I I was interested. I was interested to know.
0: Again, I mean, you didn't expect him to say judge yes, me. right? Don't judge me based on how I dress. Judge me on what my taste is in clothing. That I can. Uh, that I, I if I see someone who who has potential to look good, then then I'm gonna go. You know. Full bore.
1: Okay, well, let's let's uh, let's put this to the test. I'm, I'm sure Tanner's got a TV appearance coming up soon. Why don't you pull some strings and and style Tanner out for his next TV appearance? See,
0: I, I'll, I'll take that challenge. I'll see. Last week he wore sort of this light gray suit, and that doesn't look as good on TV. So uh, maybe I can help him out. You know,
1: <laughs> didn't look his best. He could do better. (laughs) Thanks to Tanner for jumping on. We'll have more coming up. Come on. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.